Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my name is Simon Miller, and this is Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, we now do these live on YouTube once a week. And if you are live on YouTube, you will see that the setup is completely different. I'm trying something new. i got some new equipment. But that means things are likely to go wrong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang out in the comments for a little bit. I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to hang out in the comments anyway for a little bit. And let me know, does the audio sound right? It's a different microphone. Not the best placement if you're watching it live. But whatever. I wanted to have a different backdrop. I didn't just want it to be... You know, me sitting in whatever. And the, I mean, the camera angles are weird. I don't care. It's a brand new thing. It's a brand new setup. Not only that, this week has been so crazy. Uh, I don't even have a format sheet <laughs> for this week's episode. So I'm going to go off my own brain. But before we do do that, I am just going to go. Uh, everyone says audio good. Looks good. Sounds good too. Right. Excellent. Well, we'll keep going. This is what I want to do. I want to make, uh, if you come and join the live uh, episode, which you can every Wednesday around about 2 p.m. Should We'll change every now and then depending on life. Um, but that's what I want to do. I want the experience to be a little bit different than if you are indeed watching it, uh, uh, listening to it as a podcast. I want you to have different experiences. So that's the idea. So, uh, yeah, there are going to be a few teething problems, obviously. Like today, I was running around trying to sort stuff um, trying to sort stuff out. But again, I don't have any... There's nothing. We're just going to talk this week. Usually I have a little thing up here in the top left, which I glance. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But, you know, we'll figure it out and uh, we'll see. Now, it's been a nuts week in pro wrestling because it was only on Friday when we had Crown Jewel. And that now feels like it was 100,000 years ago. Even though I, I think that's the weird thing. When you have a pay-per-view on a Friday, we're so used to the Sunday pay-per-view and then the fallout over the next couple of days... To me, anyway, especially, when we get to Wednesday as we are now, that feels like it was in a different stratosphere. Uh, it was controversial at best. Uh, uh, we, all, we, we all talked about the stuff going into it. Isn't it weird, though, how now that we're... I'm just going to refresh this page quickly. Is that now that we're sort of on the other end of it, no one's talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was awful. Of course it was awful. But there was there's no... There's no fallout. There's no fallout. It's almost like it came, it went, and... WWE are fine. I mean, they shouldn't have gone. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about that too much. I just find it very surprising that there was not a... I thought there was going to be more. I thought there was going to be more conversation, more people talking about it. And, and there's not, which is very, very strange to me. But as for the show itself, again, if you want my sort of in-depth opinions, as always, I would suggest you go and watch my ups and downs for what culture. They're a lot more focused, whereas everything I do on here is a lot more crazy and all over the place. But it was it was almost, the way I kind of saw it was, it was almost as if WWE thought, what kind of show can we, well, this is what I thought at first, what kind of show can we put on that will confuse everybody to such a great degree that nobody will be talking about all the Saudi Arabia controversy once all was said and done. Now, you may have noticed they never used the word uh, Saudi Arabia once during that whole show. Just saying, just saying, just throwing it out there. But honestly, the, the, the change was, of course, if you don't know, we'll talk about a few things here. Shane McMahon won the WWE World Cup to officially get the name of Best in the World. Now, at first, I thought they'd done this because they backed themselves to the corner and they couldn't come up with, you know, who's going to get fired, who's not going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. But no, apparently, this was all planned. This was always, you know, when they set up the World Cup tournament, the idea was always going to be, we'll have Shane McMahon win and we'll slowly turn him heel. I now think, 
after what happened on SmackDown this week, I, I got this odd feeling, because we're in that November time, right, where we do start building towards WrestleMania feuds, or at least start teasing them. I am now convinced that we are going to do uh, Shane McMahon versus Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan program. Honestly, that's what I think we're going to do. Uh, do I want to see that? No, <laughs> not massively. Do I think The Miz could be involved? Yep, I absolutely do. But that's the feeling I got by watching all of this. I was like, I think that's what we're going to get. Um, I mean, if you don't know, I mean, just obviously The Miz ties in here because technically Shane McMahon stole The Miz's position when he got injured at the world. Injured in quote, he wasn't actually injured, so he's injured in quotes. Uh, but yeah, but when he got injured, and then. Shane McMahon steps in, beats Dolph Ziggler about three minutes, which makes no sense. Why Dolph Ziggler was such an easy target, other than the usual? I have no, I have no idea. But yeah, now we're going to lead into... Although we didn't really do much too much on SmackDown. Maybe they're teasing it a little bit more. I thought Shane McMahon was going to come out and be a lot more boisterous, a lot more aggressive, a lot more, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a badass heel. But he wasn't. He was far more reserved than I thought he was going to be. Maybe it's maybe they're just planting seeds though, and I do like when they're planting seeds. I'm not going to criticize. Yeah, but given at the end of basically Daniel Bryan and the Miz are going to be the captains for Team SmackDown, co-captains, and at the end after Samoa Joe had won to cement his place in the team, got in Daniel Bryan's face. Daniel Bryan was fighting him. Miz came in. Daniel Bryan fought him too. Then Shane McMahon came in to try and stop everything. Daniel Bryan also attacked him, and that's where I think we begin the whole. Maybe we are going to do Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, which would be weird, right? Because Daniel Bryan comes back at WrestleMania 34, and that ties in with Shane McMahon. And then a year later, they face each other. And maybe the Miz, I don't know, you tell me. But if Shane McMahon wants a match at WrestleMania, so you have to presume that's what he's going to do. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I've got. I just, the whole thing was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. If you follow me on Twitter, at SimonMiller316, you will know I couldn't stop laughing because I couldn't believe this is what they'd done. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. It was like, it was like the biggest troll. That WWE had sat down and gone, well, okay, fine. Everyone's coming at us and everybody's having a go at us for going to Saudi Arabia. Well, we'll come up with the dumbest thing ever and we'll show them. And it worked. I laughed constantly. I gave it down on ups and downs, but I give it an up in terms of my own entertainment. I was having a whirlwind on social media. I was cracking up. It was amazing. And I know it divided people, but all I know is the people I was talking to on social media, we were having a whale of a time. We all thought it was hilarious. So, in that sense, I can't criticize it. Uh, quick shout out to Jonathan Mbai. I can never pronounce your name, dude. You've got a cool name. That struggles. Uh, in the super chat, always appreciate it. Who asked me to do a Miller's Musings on your love for Batman? Uh, quick, quick tangent, quick shout out on my YouTube channel, which you're on right now youtube.com, force of the Miller Report Rules. I do do musings, I do do vlogs. Loads up there now. Please do go and watch. I'd really appreciate it. Loads of people watched my one about my wrestling injury. It meant a lot to me. Uh, and as you've asked, dude, Jonathan, I'll do it. I will do a Miller's Music on my love for Batman. I'll get it done this week. Just for you. Men, I go up this week, but I'll record it. Keep an eye on the channel. Absolutely, though. I appreciate the support. I'll always do uh, whatever I can. Uh, and also, shout out to XXDarkCraftXX in the comments, who says I'm a new patron. Well, that is genuinely very kind from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't be able to do these podcasts without my patrons. So massive shout out and thanks to all my patrons. And again, that's just patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a link in the description right now if you are watching on YouTube. That's how I can do all this stuff. Quick plug there as it came up kind of naturally. Now, the other trolling WWE did at Crown Jewel was that they put the title back on Brock Lesnar. Now, I am not as, a, as, an against, as against this as I was when it first happened because... Roman Reigns was planned to win, right? That was the plan. Roman Reigns was going to win. That changed. But apparently, I don't know how true this is. I get all my information the same way that everybody else does. Apparently, 
Braun Strowman is, is dealing with some bad needs at the moment. And I think that was kind of backed up on Raw, because if you did watch Raw, basically Raw, <laughs> the angle that uh, Braun Strowman was in on Raw is, I'm going to chase Baron Corbin for a while. <laughs> that was it. And you could see when Braun, look, Braun is a big guy, right? Like he's seven foot, he weighs 350 pounds. That's a lot of weight on someone's knees. I mean, my knees hurt, and I'm not anywhere near in his category. Um, but... If that is the case and he is injured and he is struggling, then maybe right now isn't the best time to put the championship on Braun Strowman. Now, I get it. Going back to Brock Lesnar isn't... It's not It's not going to be... What's my word I'm looking for? It's, it's just not... It's not going to help... They've done it now. I'm struggling with this because it's not the best. In terms of a fan's point of view, nobody wanted to see it go back to Lesnar so soon because of everything that we, um, we were... Everything before, he's not on the television, although he is meant to be on Survivor, he's on Survivor Series and he's on Raw next week. So he's only going to miss one Raw, which is the one when he's not on. Again, all the best wishes to him. Then yeah, maybe maybe Brock Lesnar was the only answer. Sometimes when the deck reshuffles, you've kind of sometimes got to make decisions that don't work. And again, as I've said, don't necessarily want to see Brock Lesnar with the title again. Think it would have been better if it had gone to Braun. But here we are. I, I think the key now is what we do on the other on the other side of this. If they have to give it to Brock, you've got to give it to Brock. There's not much you can do. I guess it all depends what happens. At, I mean, in my mind, to get to Survivor Series, AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, that is a good match. We saw it before. It was awesome. Um, I, I, they've got to come up with something different. But the problem is, this, given what happened last time, you've got to imagine that AJ Styles wins. Or at least that's what you'd want to happen. You know, 50-50 booking and all of that. But I don't see how that can happen because you can't beat Brock Lesnar. Unless Braun Strowman does get involved. There has to be some kind of switcheroo or distraction or, you know, whatever to to, to justify. Bro I just don't think you can loop. You can't make Brock Lesnar lose clean. And AJ Styles shouldn't lose clean either. So we are in a bit of a, we are in a, bit of a, a struggle there. But who knows? Who knows what we'll do? They were the two big talking points from Crown Jewel, I felt. The DX match... The problem was, we'll never actually know what that match is going to be. And a lot of people said that they don't think The Undertaker and Triple H look as good as they used to. But we don't know, because Triple H tore his peck. The fact that Triple H kept going was crazy enough. If you haven't, go to Triple H's Twitter account, social media. You see the amount of bruising he had. It was just, it was just nuts. Like, it was absolutely nuts. So... That to me has got a big asterisk over it. I did think it went too long. I don't need to see a tag. I didn't see any tag match go over twenty-seven minutes. If I'm completely honest. So yeah, in that sense, I, I, they could have slowed that down a little bit. I slowed it down, speeding it, speeding it up. I would say, but yeah, that is kind of. I pushed that to one. I pushed that to one side. It's uh, it doesn't really make a difference, mind. And that was it. The rest was all based around the World Cup. And as we know, the World Cup was just one big troll. <laughs> Shane McMahon is the best in the world. Hilarious. Oh, you're right, Big Tuts. You are very right. Someone said, what about Hogan? I completely forgot. And I think I did that intentionally. I said it on ups and downs. I'll say it now. It's not my decision to make, obviously. And my opinion in many ways doesn't count for this issue for the obvious reasons. But I just don't want to see it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like all the tweeting he was doing afterwards. I don't know. Just don't need to see Hulk Hogan on my TV anymore. But who am I? Some bald idiot sitting in the UK. Um... But yeah, I I, just, I didn't get excited. I didn't enjoy it. It's just sometimes too many things are connected to someone to enjoy them like you once did. And I know I'm a hypocrite. I know other areas of my life I haven't done that. 
that's just how I took on on this situation. But you're right, there was the other big thing. And now I guess we probably sneak him back at some point before WrestleMania. And I'm sure he'll be on WrestleMania too. I don't think he's going to have a match, but I'm sure he'll be... Uh, he'll be featured. Uh, Ryan Evermy in the comments. Shane McMahon will be WWE champ by WrestleMania. It was a super chat, I should say. Thank you, Ryan. <sighs> I mean, do you know what? <laughs> it could happen. I could see a world where we do have Shane McMahon versus Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, and Shane McMahon is the world champion. Do you know that? I could actually see that being the case, Ryan. I really, really, really could. And that would be... Well, look, he's already the best. He's the best in the world. Technically, that actually works. Because the whole problem with that World Cup was, if you're the best in the world, you should be the, the WWE title or universal title holder. So the fact that he wasn't, eh, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Uh, Tom Salmon, also in the super chat. Thank you, Tom. Do you think Sean regrets coming back? Well, I saw the interview he did post his match on WWE. I think their YouTube channel, WWE.com, whatever it was. No, I don't think he, I think he, I he regrets coming back. I think he probably had fun with his buddy, but I don't think he enjoyed falling flat on his face because The Undertaker and Kane didn't catch him when he did a moonsault. And he probably didn't enjoy seeing Triple H get hurt either. I think that sometimes gives him a, you know, it's a big wide-eyed realization of, oh man, maybe I'm older than I thought. I still think he'll probably have a match at WrestleMania, just my gut feeling. And I also think, given how he looked, if he did have a one-on-one -on -one match with someone who's a bit younger and sprightly or someone like AJ Styles, I actually think... He put on a pretty good show for us all to go, okay, he's not the Shawn Michaels he once was because he can't be. He's just father time. However, he is really amazing still, given all things considered. I thought it was... The, the Triple H injury to me took away... It, it, not took away. It did. It just it puts a big asterisk over the whole thing because you're like, well, you know, what can I even say? What can I even say? But it's, I'm not, it's not a shame because politics and people's feelings and, and things like that are obviously more important than anything else. But... It's a shame we couldn't have as much fun with this show as we could have done otherwise because of all the politics around it, which is why they shouldn't have gone in the first place. That's the issue, right? That's where the, the back and forth and the controversy comes from. You want to enjoy it as a fan, but you can't because you, got, you know you've got this thing hanging over your head. And as I've always said, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. You just want to enjoy it for the sake of it. You know, that's good. No, I cross my fingers. That, that's awesome for you. But that's how I saw it. And hey... I laughed my way through the end of that show. I was in tears of laughter. And after it was done, I felt excellent because my body had released a bunch of endorphins. Again, long-term storytelling, no, probably not the best, but I, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, Michael McLean in the super chat. Thank you as always, man. That's really nice. Hey, Simon from Buffalo, New York. Love the podcast as usual. Always, I mean, it's amazing when people listen in the UK anyway. I'm just some idiot. Always blows my brain just a little bit more when it's people abroad. So, Michael, that's very kind. Uh, I almost hope the Universal title has been such a pain to book. They should scrap it and have the WWE Champion be on both shows. Do you know what, man? That is not the worst idea in the world. I thought the whole brand split, SmackDown versus Raw, worked better when we had one uh, flying around champion. It's also much easier to explain to new viewers because I know... Especially because you only have one Universal Champion. It's not like you have the Women's Universal Champion and the Women's World Champion. You have the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion. Then you have the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion. It does blow your mind. Again, especially when you're trying to explain that uh, explain that to people who don't watch and don't get it. It's like, well, why is there more than one World Champion? It's different when there's weight classes. You know, because you can explain them because they're not the right weight. But that doesn't work in WWE. Uh, I hope you're right, man. I would much rather there. But then you have to do that with the women as well. Why can't you do it with the women? Why can't you do it with all the champions? I think that's a problem. It may be just what the, the doctor ordered right now. I would like that. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're too bedded in. I think Braun Strowman will win it sooner or later, depending on his injuries. 
And then where we go, I don't know. It depends how serious. Maybe he's not even injured. Maybe it was all lies. I did, like, segueing into Raw and SmackDown, I thought they were very by the numbers this week. And if I'm saying that, I can't imagine what anybody else thinks. So I'm usually quite positive when I say I still enjoyed them. I always do. But Raw especially didn't do anything. Like, I didn't mind the whole Braun Strowman chasing down Baron Corbin because at least that gave him a reason to, to be amazing again. Because, you know, he had been... I guess we should talk about that briefly as well. Apparently the story for crown jewel was meant to be that braun Strowman got attacked by corbin with the belt and after and since then he you know he couldn't get his momentum i didn't think they told that at all and i'm just speaking to the choir now i'm sure but it just came across like brock lesnar whipped his ass and so now we had to build him back up and i think we did do that on raw to a certain degree you know he chased baron corbin there was that bad segment in the end when he chased the car but that's just production you can't help that the car didn't pull away fast enough and you could see that he had to slow down but I don't know. I guess it all depends. I mean, he's, he's going to be in the Raw Survivor Series team. Baron Corbin's going to be the, the the captain, but he's not in it. And we've got who we've got? We've got Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Braun. I don't know. I don't know. Survivor Series is going to be weird. I think Braun Strowman needs to absolutely dominate that match to make sure this Brock Lesnar thing doesn't hurt him too much. Because you've got to imagine the eventual thing is Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. If, Bro- if Braun Strowman goes to Survivor Series, absolutely whips all the ass, and then comes out the other side also screwing Brock Lesnar out of his match with AJ Styles, then I think we have something. You know, Braun seems important again. But I, I thought the whole thing was crazy. It did feel very lackluster. I thought the highlight of Raw for me personally was Seth Rollins uh, and his tag team match against uh, AOP. A lot of people didn't like that. One guy on Twitter especially doesn't like that. Got in touch with me to tell me he's never following me on Twitter again and he's done with ups and downs. And I was like, I just gave it an up, man. I thought it was all right. Uh, because I think you did need to get the, the tag team titles off of uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins because they're going to feud. So, you know, they, 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 there's too many belts already held up in the WWE. I mean, the IC Championship is held up. Hopefully, Dean Ambrose and him will start fighting over that soon. So that will give it some relevance. But, you know, the United States Championship means nothing. There is no point having a couple of tag team belts we can't do anything in. And again, I personally would have had AOP beat Drew and Dolph because they had it for a long time. I think that would have given it more impact. But whatever, this is the situation we found ourselves in. Again, we had to reshuffle the deck following all the Roman's reign stuff. I actually think this was the best thing to do. It did feel a bit rushed with the AOP, but who else were you going to give it to? You had to give it to someone. So I all thought that worked well. Seth Rollins looked great. I don't know whether he made AOP look great or they're just good anyway. It's certainly come a long way since I saw them have the, the last long match they did down in NXT. I like it. I thought Drake Maverick was awesome here. I liked all the stuff afterwards when Dean Ambrose came out. Of course I did. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins just sat out wire each other. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you do that. You steal my gimmick. Other than that, though, just quickly in the comments, Dead Riot says, Rusev versus Hogan or Rusev in the Andre Battle Royal. I, I don't think Hogan's going to have a match at WrestleMania. I really, really don't. I know what you mean because you can say like the Bulgarian against the All-American hero. I think Rusev, unfortunately, will be in the Andre Battle Royal at WrestleMania. But like, he could win it, potentially. I think he's got more stock now than he did, but he wasn't even on SmackDown this week. I don't think Hogan has a match. I'll be, and if they do, if he does have a match, I'm making a Y video, and it's going to be why Hulk Hogan shouldn't be having a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> that kind of sums up my feelings dead right. But thank you for the, the super chat as always. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, what else happened on Raw? The Ronda Rousey promo was good. Someone got in a mood with me on that over Twitter. As well. I mean, it's just Twitter. I'm just saying sometimes I get surprised because I didn't think the Ronda Rousey promo was as good as some people made out. But I did certainly enjoy what she said and her delivery and given what she was like a few months ago i see her progressive she didn't do anything bad i'm a bit surprised some people are down there like she knows what she's doing she can adjust 
She's an athlete and she's been watching wrestling so long. I don't think she overthinks these things too much. Plus, apparently, she's also working with Paul Heyman. So when you've got all that tied up, I don't think there is a problem. I really, really don't. What do I know? Um, other than that, I mean, what else is there even to talk about? There was a bunch of matches. Apollo Crews is apparently being pushed, which is good. But I didn't necessarily think it was the best start. Um, this is why I need notes usually. Usually I have notes so I can actually talk about this stuff. But as I say, today I was running a, running around. Uh, we talked about the Ronda Rousey promo. I thought it was a bit... You know, the, the thing with Natalia and her sunglasses. I actually agree with what the Wrestling Observer said about this. They just didn't build it up enough. So it was kind of like, I don't care about these sunglasses other than what you've already told me because there's no reason to care. So, I mean, that was, you know, that was, I thought that was an issue. Other than that, though, yeah, it's a very by-the-numbers show. It was just raw. It was, I, you know, we always get to this kind of November, December time and WWE falls off a cliff a little bit. And I think that's what we're doing now. I think Survivor Series will be good. I imagine TLC will be fine. But I think we have to wait for the build to the Rumble before people... You know, things kick back up and everyone gets excited again. It was the same on SmackDown. SmackDown felt very rushed. Like, we've already got our five people in the SmackDown team. I'm going to forget now, but it's Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Shane McMahon. I didn't forget. And obviously, we know three on the Raw side. Top of my head, if I had to think of... I mean, I imagine, I could potentially see Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins joining that five because WWE probably wants to extend that feud to WrestleMania. And if you do that, you know, you, you don't have to have them face off. Otherwise, you'd assume that they would. So that would be a deal. Oh, no, he can't do that, can you? Because Seth Rollins is facing Nakamura. Excuse me. Shut my mouth. So maybe Dean Ambrose is on that too. But then you don't want to kill that character. You know what? I don't even know. I don't even have a clue what they're planning. Who knows? You tell me. But the the only thing I thought was weird is we had this show-long story talking about Daniel Bryan and The Miz picking the men's Survivor Series team. Then when it came to the women, they just did a segment where Paige went, here they are. (laughs) <laughs> it's the five women. I was like, I thought the whole point of evolution is we weren't going to do that anymore. We could have built that up a little bit. But yeah, but your five women are Oscar, Naomi, uh, Sonia Deville, Charlotte, but she may not be in it. And somebody else that I've now forgotten, which makes me a bad person. Uh, Carmella. Thank you, Brain. But Mandy Rose also came out and insulted anyone and got in a brawl with Naomi. So maybe she takes Charlotte's spot and they really push this story that Charlotte's lost all her confidence. I'm not so sure. Rusev wasn't on the show at all, in case you're interested. Nakamura just cut a promo, so he continues to feel marginalized. The whole thing was built around Daniel Bryan and and The Miz. And I do like those two together. I thought they were entertaining. I thought they were fun. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy was decent enough. Randy Orton RKOing Rey Mysterio after his amazing match with Andrade Cien Almas was good. In fact, the Rey versus Andrade match, if you haven't watched it, I would absolutely say go out of your way to try and catch it if you can. It was fantastic. Like It really, really was a great match. Um, you know, I did have one critique that I would have preferred them to have built up to that rather than just thrown on a random episode of SmackDown because I think that could have got some buzz, just my personal opinion. But that really was a fantastic match. And ever since Rey Mysterio has come back, even his World Cup matches against Randy Orton, while very um, sort of just ticking the boxes to get through it, he looks great. Obviously, he's a lot smaller than he was last time in WWE. His knees are fixed. So, yeah, like he looks absolutely phenomenal from that one to still AJ Styles' uh, uh, steam. So I'm actually really, I mean, and it looks like they're going into a Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton feud as well because Randy Orton RKO'd him afterwards. And I, look, I tell you, I think that's good. Like we had a glimpse of it at Crown Jewel when Randy Orton drop kicked Rey Mysterio out of the air. And I was like, this is what I want to see. I don't mind them doing that feud. I'd much rather they put the US title on one of them. Not because I hate Nakamura. I love Nakamura, but he seems dying with that belt. He's done got a feud. I know he's going against Rollins now, but it doesn't count. But yeah, I, I'm silently excited about what they could do with Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. 
I think they like working with each other. I don't know what do I know, right? But that's just the gut feeling that I have. Uh, Michael McLean, my man, back in the super chat. My problem with the Raw tag titles is they could have booked Seth battling different tag teams for a couple of weeks, winning, then Dean always beating him up and do the AOP loss after a couple of weeks. Well, I wouldn't argue with that either. Again, that ties into the Andrade Ray stuff. It ties into all the stuff they did with the women and putting them in a team. You're right. Sometimes holding the trigger would absolutely benefit whatever the end story is. So yes, you're 100%. All right, again, Michael, that's two for two. You're smashing it today. I would much rather they did that, and I don't get why they don't. Uh, I guess they feel like they just need to, you know, they, they do change a lot, though, because, you know, I, Elias on Raw this week was fantastic. The crowd loved him, which always helps, makes your character feel more special. But he was fighting and feuding with Baron Corbin last week, and now he's gone into a feud with Dolph Ziggler. At least I think next week they could go back to it. Like, he was feuding with Apollo Crews the week before that, and then that finished. So it's almost impossible to keep up with what they're doing. But yeah, it was... A lot of the stuff they do these days is quite quickly booked. But we've talked about... I mean, everyone's talked about that. That just seems to be the way of things in 2018. And you've got New Japan, obviously, over the other side, who arguably do things a lot better. I mean, look at the main event from Dominion, not Dominion Destruction. I always forget the names of their shows, whatever it's called. You know, Chris Jericho beat Evil... And they're now saying that he's going to fight Naito at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. They're pushing that hard. But Jericho's like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that match. And that's great because now it leads to story. And I understand that probably ties into the fact Jericho's not there very long. But now at least you're dropping more seats. And it's different. You know, New Japan doesn't have anything like Raw. So that changes the situation greatly. But I would appreciate them taking more time. But somebody got in touch with me and said they actually prefer it when WWE gives us these random matches because it feels special and unique. I think that works from time to time, but I think when you're doing it constantly, it's not beneficial to where we could potentially get better payoffs down the line. Like, if we have Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and we built from now, that is going to give it a lot more weight than if we did it at Survivor Series. Of course it would do. That's just how it works. But, hey, Power Struggle. That's what it's called, the New Japan Show. Dead right. Thank you very much. I get confused with it. Good show, by the way. Um, what was the other match that I really liked on it? This is why I need my damn notes. I mean, Jericho Evil was very good too. Oh, I can't remember. It was a good show. Go watch New Japan if you haven't seen it. And it, it was newsworthy. There was stuff to talk about. I mean, the big thing I actually took away from it is they really seem to be pushing this Jay White Gato um, angle. And especially the original Bullet Club with the Bullet Club OG with Tamatonga, my man, the legend. And that suggests to me, I mean, look, the, the Young Bucks... Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page did a tweet today saying he's no longer associated with the Bullet Club. They are leaving all that behind. And the question is, are they leaving it behind because they think they can make more money without it? Because obviously New Japan gets a cut. They're going to push the elite stuff. Is it because they're leaving New Japan? Are they going to WWE? Are they going to go and join this crazy Jericho promotion? Is there something else we don't know about? I mean, Cody Rhodes on the Jericho crew says he wants to do an all-in two. Can't do that in WWE. So, yeah. It, it's going to be a fascinating time from, from here on out. WrestleMania, I don't think anything's going to happen by WrestleMania. I don't think anyone's going to go anywhere in January 2019. Could be wrong. What do I know? Nothing. Again, I'm just guessing. But it's going to be fascinating. And I like the lay of the land at the moment. I think the lay of the land is quite exciting when it comes to pro wrestling. I mean, WWE does need to pick back up again. But I truly believe they will in January. They usually do. Uh, The Triple H injury may actually affect Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania 35. Which would suck. Because I kind of start fancy booking stuff in my head. And I was thinking, let's just say randomly. And these may not happen. Even though the quality may not be as good as you'd expect. But if on paper, you see Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, Triple H versus Batista, AJ Styles versus whoever. He's AJ Styles, doesn't matter. 
Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, maybe with Shane McMahon. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Who else do we like? It's not a bad WrestleMania card. I think there's some decent stuff in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, and we will see, but I will admit that Raw and SmackDown this week were. Raw was very hard to get through. SmackDown was fine, but not really that noteworthy. But I do like The Miz and Daniel Bryan. I find them very entertaining, so I can't get too. I can't get too mad at them. And look, as dumb as the Shane McMahon stuff is, it gave me a brand new joke on ups and downs. If you haven't seen, go watch the Raw one. I milk it again on SmackDown. I'm going to milk it for a long time to come because I am an absolute uh, an absolute asshole. As I always do, and especially because I don't have my notes, I am just going to go have a quick look and make sure that nothing has broken in the last few minutes that we've been talking because that would suck. Something huge may have come out. And I'm talking. Mean, you would have seen as well, actually, that Puck slash Neville is doing loads of dates now, especially over here in the UK. So if you can see him, you uh, you should you should go you should go see him because he's amazing and his Twitter account is hilarious and he's already made me laugh. But no, I don't think anything's gone down. Um, everyone talking about Ronda versus Becky, as I think I mentioned last week. I want, I want. Um, so that's why I can't type and do it. I want Becky Lynch to beat Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. I think that would be better for everybody. I won't go into it here because I've got a video coming up for What Culture. I think I explain it better. But that's absolutely what I want to happen, 100%. I will actually say um, that Jose Lothario also passed away, which sucked. He was a guy you probably remember if you're a WWE fan from WrestleMania 14, uh, 14, WrestleMania 12, sorry, uh, when he came out with Shawn Michaels for his Iron Man match against Bret Hart. He was 83 years old, which as they say is a good innings, but still. It always sucks when that happens. And if you care about the raw ratings, they are still low, <laughs> which I don't think is, which I don't think is too big of a surprise. But um, yes, they still uh, are still not where they need to be. But look, I think they'll probably be low till the end of the year, and then I think in January they'll pick up again. I know you've got other stuff to fight, and the baseball and the football's on and stuff. But I think in the road to WrestleMania, things always pick up. I don't think that's going to be any different this year. We shall. Uh... We shall see. Right, that's the first half of the podcast. If I have forgotten anything, please let me know in the comments and I'll make sure to jump on it. But as we always do, we now jump into some questions. You can ask some in the comments. I'll get to the ones that I can. Uh, but mostly, they get asked from Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. You just search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast on the old Facebook and I will answer as many questions as I can. Obviously, I can't answer all of them, but I will always, uh, I will always, I will always do my best. Uh, we start with Bradley Luke. I went to WWE Live in Leeds last night, and wow, Drew McIntyre is impressive. Is there any wrestler that you've seen in person that blows you away? Well, I saw Nakamura versus Sami Zayn at NXT TakeOver, and while I'd already seen Nakamura on TV or on New Japan videos or whatever, it was different seeing him live, especially with that aura that he had on that evening. That was phenomenal. And that is the one that always stands out to me. I remember the first time I saw AJ Styles, like that guy can flip and wrestle. He's really good. Other than that, I mean, probably most wrestlers when I see them first time, even people like Triple H and The Undertaker, I think when you watch them up that close, most of the time with the guys that we all know, with your named name guys, I always think you can tell how and why they got to where they got to when you go and see them live it's like okay i get it i kind of understand because you do things so smoothly and so fluidly and you know there's barely any there's no stuttering with their motions like they're just really really solid and 
yeah, so that's mostly what I feel. And then I'm like, man, I need to get better. I need to be a better wrestler. I will say that uh, Bobby Tuff in the comments says, what do you think of Nikki Cross debuting on SmackDown? You're right. I didn't mention that. Um, look, I loved it for what it was. I think she'll have a memory that will last a lifetime, which I think is really important. You forget about that. That's what life is all about. But I hate, I hate, because I'm that guy and I get a weird chip on my shoulder about some things, but I hate I don't think it's a real debut either. So I hate non-debuts on main roster and then you lose. Because if nobody knows who Nikki Cross is, and a lot of people won't from that audience, the NXT to Raw to SmackDown audience does not carry over. They just saw someone they don't know get beaten by Becky Lynch. And instantly I'm like, okay, well, she's not not on the same level. (laughs) So that did annoy me, but I thought it was great. Her character is great. Her interaction with Becky Lynch was awesome. So in that sense, yes, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I just, I get my bee in a bonnet about those things. Ross Chaplin, if, I think Vince McMahon should be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> this is good already, Ross. And never allowed to run the WWE again. It's clear he's just in it for the money now, not the love of storytelling, not because it makes sense wrestling-wise, just straight cold hard cash. Do you agree with this statement? The reason I say that is while, yes, WWE is a company and they need to make money, they have no viable competition right now and are making money out the gazoo. Good line. So Vince can take creative risks, but won't hence, but won't, hence the Roman mega push. Uh, instead of creative talking points to make people want to tune in, Vince creates talking points to make people want to turn off. Shane McMahon is the best of the world, everybody. I understand your point, and I would never say that you were wrong, but I don't. I think Vince McMahon is booking a product that he think is he thinks is good. I don't think he doesn't care. Uh, I don't think he just throws his arms in the air, oh, whatever. I think he's genuinely still trying to put on the best show possible. You could argue that time has passed him by. You could argue that much like good football managers, you know, his 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 era is now dead and he needs to change with the times and he's not. You could you could say a lot of things, but I don't think he's doing it out of spite. I really, really don't. I think he puts on the best he puts on the show that he thinks is the best. That's genuinely what I think. I could be wrong. That's just the gut feeling that I have. And he wants to make money. I've got but I've got nothing against anybody wanting to make money, because that's what's business. That's what business is all about. So it seems silly for me to to criticize it too much. What was the other point? You made another point that I want I wanted to mention. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was, but no, I don't agree. I don't agree with the statement. I don't. I just don't think that the majority of people watching like the way he books. But he is the most successful wrestling promoter ever. So I do always think we need to caveat that. Doesn't mean he is now, but he is when you look in the history books. Uh, Michael McLean in the uh, in the super chat again. Michael, you're the man. First time I disagreed today. I just want to point out, Michael. Thank you for disagreeing. I like it when people disagree with me in a polite way. That's what discussions all about. Rousey needs to be protected for a long while. She's, in my opinion, the biggest star in the WWE right now. Looking forward to the vid, though. Oh, you mean in terms of the Becky Lynch stuff? You see that? I do get that point. But as I'll say in the vid, I think there is a longer term possibility with Becky Lynch than there is Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey is already Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch has the potential to be another Ronda Rousey. And I'll leave that there. Uh, but no, Michael, you are right. Uh, that's three for three. You get <laughs> you get three for three. Uh, Nick Palmer, simple question. Will Braun ever be champion? Or is Crown Jewel an indication that Vince has no faith in him? No way. I mean, he's a big dude. What, what does Vince McMahon like more than putting the title on big dudes? Now, he'll become champion. I think there's probably a reason for this. Maybe they want to coronate him at WrestleMania. They like doing that things. And his first world slash universal title win will be better there. Um, so I will say, yes, he will. He, he will. He will eventually. This camera angle is so unflattering as well. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
Garth Jackson, another Impact question. Uh, have you seen Killer Cross's recent promos in Impact? If so, what are your thoughts? I haven't, but they're meant to be weird and different or good or something. I will check them out. Personally, I think it's some of the most compelling promos I've seen in years. Very Jake Roberts-like. All right, I'll put it on my list. Done and done. David Ayers, are we getting a Miz face turn? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think he'll probably be like a semi-face or tween or whatever they say for a while. But no, I think he stays here. I don't think the Daniel Bryan program's done. You ain't going to get anyone to boo Daniel Bryan. So I will say no. Unlikely. And now I can't open my questions. That's always good. There we go. Uh, when is the next gaming stream? This week, my friend. Two a week minimum. Uh, it's just been a crazy week this week. Alex Pearson. Other than The Miz, who else do you think could make the IC or US title matter? Look, I think anybody could make it matter. Rusev, Aiden English. Uh, Tyler Breeze, Chad Gable, Bobby Roode. Where the hell were they on Raw, by the way? Anybody can make it work. You just need to give it to them and put them in feuds. Like Shinsuke Nakamura can make it mean something, but he needs a feud. He needs to come out and talk about how much is important to him. He needs to showcase it on, you know, the big show. Don't forget, he came out with the United States of Nak America that could have been quite funny and quite good, and he didn't do anything ever since then. So, it, it's it. Anybody could. I just, they just don't seem to care about secondary titles. I don't know. Mike Faff. I recently was driving for Uber and ended up driving Adam Cole. Dude, that is cool. So I was wondering if you've ever had experience where you weren't expected to meet a wrestler and it just made your day running into them. Hope all is well with the shoulder and hopes and prayers from Orlando. That's very nice, Mike. Well, for one, that's a fucking badass. Oh, swore. That's a badass story. My YouTube video screwed. Uh, that's a badass story. I never had a random one. Uh, a friend of mine did bump into Chris Masters in an airport once when he was at the height of his WWE fame. My best story like that is when I was working a Defiant slash WCPW show and Bret Hart was on the card. And this is when I was doing behind the scenes stuff. And somebody asked me, said, look, uh, Bret needs a help getting back to his hotel. Can you, you know, can you ride with him? And I was like, yes. And I got to have a conversation, about a 25 minute conversation with Bret Hart about pro wrestling. And it was just brilliant given that, you know, as I've talked about a lot, he's my guy. And... You know, I even I don't know how it came up. I didn't bring it up. I think somebody had told him. This is when I was training to be a wrestler, and he gave me some advice. And it was just one of those moments that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And I'm very privileged and lucky to be given those experiences. And if you had told me that when I was a 13 year old, I probably would have just collapsed. So you know, there you go. But uh, that's cool. Tell everyone that story. They'll like it. Josh Gartside. What do you think of WWE's decision to call Nikki Cross up? Or was it a one and done against Becky Lynch? I'd love to see her get some time. But considering WWE's use of sanity so far, should I be concerned? P.S. Hope you're remaining positive, And I wanted to say thank you thank you for your content. It always cheers me up. Well, thank you, man. We did touch on, on Nikki Cross there. Yeah, I mean, look, it all depends what happens next week. But when Kevin Owens got called up, the first thing he did was beat John Cena, and I think that allowed a lot more people who didn't know what Kevin Owens, who Kevin Owens was to go, who the flip is Kevin Owens? And I think that when you have Nikki Cross come up and she just loses, I get it, wins and losses don't matter really, but I don't know. But it was great, but you know, I think the, the association with Sanity didn't help either. Again, because they're never on television. <laughs> I don't know why. Where they been? Nobody knows, but... Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, Miles Hammer went to Raw live. Went to Raw this week. Awesome, despite flabby booking. Flabby booking's a good call. Reminded me that wrestling without commentary takes some getting used to. True. How important do you think commentary is to making or breaking a match? Any examples you can think where the answers improved or even detracted from the in-ring action? Well, it does happen a lot these days. The commentary, I don't like to drag on the commentary because I know how hard it is. But yes, yeah, sometimes they do detract from the match. But I think Jim Ross is the best. You know, go watch... A Mankind match, a Stone Cold match, a Rock match, any of their big moments where they won titles or got thrown off the cell, take off the commentary 
it lacks a certain buzz or a certain energy. So yeah, I mean, one hundred percent, the commentary is is probably just as important as what you're seeing because you need somebody to not only sell you the story but sell you the emotion. You may be feeling it, but if then somebody can say it and that taps into what you're feeling, it almost justifies it. You go, "Oh, I am right in feeling this way because that's what I was meant to feel." So uh, yeah, it was. Um, it, it was. I think I think it may be the most important thing in wrestling, other than obviously the 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 the, the bare bones of it, the foundations. Because a lot of people don't like the commentary today because it doesn't give them that sensation. You are right though. When you go to a live event, if you forget you don't have. To, everyone always thinks you're going to get commentary over the live speaker, but that wouldn't work because it put off all the wrestlers. So you just sit there in silence. Sometimes nothing happens because you've gone to break and you don't know. It's really surreal. Uh, the first time, <laughs> the first time that you do it. Uh, Mark Robinson just said as well in the comments, saw you at a service station the weekend. Uh, you were with your significant others. They didn't want to disturb. Just wanted to wish you best on the recovery. Well, it was very nice, Mark. That's very kind, very respectful of you, but you can always come up and say hello. Um, a, it's always nice and it makes me smile. But uh, on top of that, if, you know, without your guys' support, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So you can always come up and say hello. But that is very kind of you, Mark. Um, hopefully I didn't look... I was tired that day, so <laughs> I didn't look like a crazy person. Uh, Babak Kidney, still the best name ever. Hey, Simon, hope all is going well with your recovery. I loved, uh, thank you, by the way. I loved Evolution and thought to myself, will we ever see a more honest documentary on the network where higher ups and former divas will critically discuss the whole diva era we've had to witness between 1998 and 2014? And I will say, Babak, in 1998, we did have the Women's Championship. So I wouldn't necessarily count the Divas area there, but I know what you're saying. You are right. Or will it forever be remembered as a juicy addition to WWE's most successful era? It more or less seems like WWE's only interest in releasing critically content as long as it deals with former competition, which to me is a missed opportunity. I know what you mean, but that's the beauty of winning. History is told by the winners because when you win, you are able to you know, talk about the past however you want. WCW can't talk about their own past now because it doesn't exist and it belongs to WWE. So, uh, no, I don't think we get anything like that. Do we? Do we? Do we need to get anything like that? Pfft, maybe. I don't know. I think it's hard. You know, it's rare to get a company that's going to come out and criticize itself. And that the reason I find it hard to look badly on WWE for that is because all companies do that. All companies do that. So. You know, it's hard to it's hard to put too much of a Debbie Downer on it. But you never know. Maybe the network will evolve to that point. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Tristan Dan Whitcomb, what do you see the WWE landscape looking like this time next year? I uh, hope you're enjoying the wet weather and keep up the autumn streams. I absolutely will. We will stream. We're streaming now, but we'll definitely stream later or tomorrow in terms of games. That's such a good question. I mean, if you had told me in a year's time Roman Reigns is going to, you know, go away because he's really sick, and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar are going to be feuding, and we've got Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, I'm not sure I would have predicted that. Maybe Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. We didn't mention all the Kurt Angle stuff either, because I'm about to say, imagine you told me Kurt Angle was going to come back in this regard. I didn't mind Drew McIntyre beating Kurt Angle. I think it's really good for Drew McIntyre, but in terms of taking his legendary status and flushing it down the toilet. They did a very good job of that. They took away his aura, and I'm not 100% sure why. Um, I just realized as well, at one point, I may have to disappear from the stream for 30 seconds because I am waiting for delivery to come. My camera broke yesterday, uh, drawing raw ups and downs. So I had to fix it dodgily, but it's got to be sent away anyway. If I disappear for two minutes, that's why. Um, Michael McLean, quickly in the comments. Uh, super chat, thank you as always. Good to go. 
Uh, watch my niece. Uh, he's got to go. Watch my niece. I'll watch the rest later. On commentary, I think Rennie Young has to has uh, has been green, but good. Partly because Graves doesn't shit on her. I think you're right. A lot of people still go on oh, Rennie Young's rubbish. She's been doing it like four, five, six, seven weeks. Give her time. She is getting better. And you're right. I think Graves helps her. She props her up rather than, than takes her down, which is what you should do. Uh, Michael, thanks so much. Enjoy looking after your niece. And I really appreciate you stopping by and all the... Um, all the support. You've been awesome. You're awesome every stream. So that's really, really good of you. Um, oh, this stupid computer. Just load up the damn thing. Uh, Brian, or Bryn Taylor, I should say. Hey, Simon. Whatever happened to the Simon Says What Culture video concept? There's only one post. I thought it was awesome. Well, that's very kind. Bryn, I liked it too. Just classic, really. Um, it didn't have a lot of traction. And that's it. You know, it's a views-based business. That's all I say. So it was fun to do one. Maybe we'll do another one again in the future. But, you know, all the other stuff keeps on keeps on flying. Question two. I was listening to your chat with Nicholas, the German guy, over the weekend and heard a phone ringing in the background. It was the CTO ringtone from 24. Was it your phone? I used to have that as my ringtone too. And my text tone was Mr. Kennedy's ring announcement where he would repeat his name. That's a brilliant question. It wasn't my phone. But I did love that program. So if I could, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing question. Oh dear. Francesco Bozo. Hey Simon, hope you're having a great day. Thank you, man. You too. My question is, there's been reports of the Miz turning face in the upcoming weeks. Do you think this is the right move of someone who's exceptionally being a heel? Now you're the second person to ask this. I haven't seen this. Is the Miz meant to be turning face? I mean, why would I don't think you want to do that? I think you need heels on SmackDown right now. I mean, I think it'll be difficult to turn the Miz face just because he's so good at doing what he does. Doesn't mean he can't become face. But if he is about to enter some kind of feud with Daniel Bryan or Shane McMahon or do the Survivor Series thing, I think one of them needs to be a heel. You can't have Shane McMahon being the only heel, especially because right now he's not a proper heel. So I don't know about that. I mean, this is brand new to me. I didn't even know that was a thing. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But yeah, he could probably do it. The last time they tried to turn him face, it was just at the wrong time. Whereas now I think he's much more he's much more set in. He's much more bed in. And he's got a lot more respect from the fans. Like I think some I think people think he's better now than they did five, six, seven years ago, because he is. So they probably could do it. I just think you need to separate him from Daniel Bryan. Interesting though. I, I hadn't seen that. I'll look into it. Uh, I, I'll look into it. Um but, but I will see. Christian Brown, no questions today, which I think is a first for me, but I've been inspired by a recent video I saw, so I decided to write something. Um, right, I haven't, I haven't read this. Um, I don't, okay, it's quite long. I'll read it, I'll read it, I'll read it, I'll read it at the end if we, if we have time. Um, but keep asking me questions, I, I do like it. Um, where are we? Thomas Sutton, is brand versus brand at Survivor Series just lazy booking? Well, I think it's lazy booking only because, was it two years ago or last year when they said to us, never going to happen again. One time only, brands collide. And a year later they went, yeah, we're just, just going to do it again. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is lazy, but look, look you need, it's better than just being a random pay-per-view, right? At least it has some kind of twist to it. And it's not like a Hell in a Cell twist. You have to work in Hell in a Cell. At least Raw versus SmackDown means something. Um, no, I, I'm all right with it. I would just rather it. Like, I like. I'm happy we get to see Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a match that I want to see. But with that said, I'm a bit disappointed that you know Nakamura is in the position that he's in. That's what annoys me. I'd rather. But no, I, I don't mind. I don't think it's lazy booking. I think it's quite good. I think it gives everybody some focus for a few weeks. Crown Jewel got in the way massively of all of that. But no, I'd much rather that than them just do it. At least it, it creates some interesting matchups. I think that's what we need this time of year. We've seen a lot of the same stuff. Like on SmackDown, we had the Usos versus the New Day. It was a great match. It really was. And they're going to be part of the 10 versus 10 tag team Survivor Series traditional match, which is crazy. Um, but we've seen it a lot. And it would just be nice 
to get some new things. And we will get that. Like, we're getting the bar versus AOP at Survivor Series. And while I'm not massively high on either of those teams... I am when they. I am high in AOP actually. The bar to me just need your opponents, and that's what they're getting now. So when that happens, absolutely, I actually think Survivor Series works quite well. So yes, it does bring up some curveballs. So I don't necessarily want to see Becky Lynch lose to Ronda Rousey. I don't think that helps her. But you know, at this, no, I don't mind it. I, I really don't mind it. Like the, the more I think about it, the more I actually think it's one of the concepts they probably should keep and hopefully could push. And, and make it work. I've just lost all my questions as always. So no, but I don't think it's lazy. No. Uh, Will Blanton. Can you picture any European wrestling companies making a full-time schedule on the road in the US? Keep up the good work, mate, and good luck with your recovery. Everyone's so nice. I love my community. Thank you so much. You make me feel happy. So do I think any European wrestling can make a full-time schedule on the road in the US? I mean, probably not full-time, just because as great as wrestling is right now, it is oversaturated. And, I mean, and not necessarily in a bad way, which is kind of a contradiction in terms, but there is so much wrestling, especially with streaming networks. Like you can watch, you know, the, Evolve, Defy, Defiant, ICW, Progress, uh, Revolution Pro. And I'm missing out on, on loads. That's the, on the top of my head. And they're all over the shot, and especially in America, which is so big. And you have these kind of, uh, you know, promotions that will run in certain states. Discovery, you know, run in certain states. I don't necessarily think, maybe if they teamed up, they could. But I just don't think it'd be financial viable or smart for a European promotion to do that. I think they should stick here and focus on where there is more of a market. You know, that's kind of the argument with NXT UK. NXT UK is great, by the way. But when they tour and you really want to see, oh, I can't think of someone else. If you want to see one of the wrestlers, but you also know they're going to be at a different show, it kind of, it doesn't water it down, but it does give you more options. And more options can mean you spend your hard-earned money somewhere else. So I don't think they should, they should start touring, the, they should start touring the, the US too much. I think they probably could, but I don't think they'd make their money back. Or well, that would be my guess anyway. But who knows, man? Prove me wrong. I'd be over the moon to be proved wrong. Uh, I just want wrestling to be as successful and as, and as great as it possibly can be. Uh, Adam Gibbons. Afternoon, Simon. How's the injury? Well, that's a nice question. Uh, the injury is, is, is the same. I don't think there's any point pretending otherwise. I mean, we'll do a quick update here. I always like to tell people, I mean, it needs surgery. That's, that's the issue. You know, I can live my life as a, a normal human. And that's a terrible word to use. But, you know, if I just wanted to get up and do my job, which I love and do that, then it's fine. But when we're talking about going to the gym and wrestling, two things that I have to do to survive... Uh, in my own stupid brain, I need I need to be able to use that shoulder. And it's actually like the flexibility's back, and it still hurts, but I just can't push. And if I put any weight on weight on it in a pushing motion, it just crumbles into dust. So it just needs surgery. The tendon is clearly absolutely screwed. Uh, I could have had surgery. I could have pushed for surgery a while back, but the NHS and doctors were so confident that with physio I'd be able to get better. That that's what you do, right? Because surgery recovery is six months. Whereas, you know, physio recovery would have been three months. And here we stand uh, 10 days removed from it being, what is it? July, August, September, October, four months. Oh, that kills me. This should be the time really where I'm back in the ring, I'm back in the gym. And I'm going to the gym and doing legs and stuff, but it's not a proper, it's not a proper workout. Um, but yeah, this would be the time I'd actually be able to, well, I'd be back. I would have been back by now, um, as opposed to still having two months of recovery before I could even start thinking about being back. But I don't think it's going to happen. I've got surgery booked in um, for next month, and unfortunately, I'm just going to have to do it. And, you know, it's kind of – we're kind of off tangent here, but, you know, it's true. It kind of does suck because you have the, the, horrible, um, the horrible power of hindsight where you start thinking, oh, I should have had the surgery. But I didn't know. I took a risk. The risk didn't pay off. 
But it's all about what I'm going to do, not what I'm doing now in this regard. So I will get better. I will have my surgery. I'll recover. I'll rehab and I'll come back better than I ever was before. With probably a better mentality for what it takes to be a pro wrestler and how I should handle myself too. So that's no bad thing. But you will see me back. It's quite poignant you asked that question today because Defiant have a show later in Newcastle. Tune in if you can. Uh, Access Defiant or Fight TV. And I'm not on it. And it's the first one from April. They don't need me. It's not their fault. They don't need me. There's no reason for me to be there. But that's tough. That's when it gets mentally quite hard. But hey, you know, we'll deal with it. We do awesome stuff like this. I've thrown myself into work more, as I'm sure you've seen. And I'll be back. Like Arnie said, I'll be back. And that's all that matters. Uh, Sarah Marshall in the super chat. Thank you, Sarah. That is lovely of you. What's your take on WAW? And have you watched one of their shows? I saw the WWE show in Norwich around the same time as WAW. WWE felt lackluster. Well, I mean, do you know what I haven't? I know of them. And I know a lot of big stars uh, go on there, but I've never seen one of their shows, which is weird because I've got a lot of family that live in Norwich. You think I should go see some of my family and check one out. But look, I think given the amount of people that talk about them, given their legacy, given their reputation, they clearly have got something going, right? I mean, you know, one of their daughters is, you know, one of the biggest stars in WWE right now. It says something. And their connections, they've got connections with everybody. So... I mean, look, I'll, I will take that, Sarah, as a reason to go out of my way to try and watch them. I don't know where you do watch them, but you can watch any wrestling these days. And if I can get to a live show, I absolutely will. But I know everybody wants to work there. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised why. I mean, WWE felt lackluster. There you go. WAW. I will, I, I will check up uh, on that. A7, what are your top three best WrestleMania moments of this decade, Simon? You can't ask me that question without prep. Oh, man, this decade. So we're talking about from 2010. I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that without a list. I will get back to that next week. I'll make a mental note of it. There we go. Done in. And next week we'll come back um, <laughs> and we'll chat about it. Good question, though. Good question. Uh, Sarah Marshall just said, Fight TV is weird. Don't we have a fight? I tell you, see, everybody's on Fight TV. Absolutely everyone. It's good. It's good. But I did not know that. I will make sure I check it out on Fight TV, where you can also watch Defiant Wrestling. Look at my cheap plug. Uh, Michael Moffat. Hey, Simon. Hope as well with your shoulder and your day is good. Same to you, Michael. Touching on the Kurt Angle flush, do you think they will bring him back up and give him some sort of push? And in what capacity? One more title run. You probably have answered this about 98 million times. But if you had the chance to wrestle anyone from back uh, WWF till now, who would you pick? Well, it would always be Triple H. Uh, given the current crop of wrestlers. Uh, if we all the way back to WWF, it'd be Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're the three guys that really kind of influenced me the most. And that the Kurt Angle thing, we touched on it a little bit earlier. I, I like Drew winning. I know I'm repeating myself, but just so to make sure, I liked Drew winning. I got no problems with that. However, everyone that's been saying they ruined the legend around Kurt Angle, you're right. I can't argue with that. And that should be the whole point of using a legend. It's why back in the day when Paul Heyman was going to book, he was going to take over TNA, he said, look, we can only keep one legend because if you have too many legends, it waters down what a legend is. And Sting was going to be that legend. He was going to be used sporadically. When he came back, he was going to be called the legend. Um, but, you know, there, there was, a, there was a, a reason you don't water down your legend why i had to pause so long i don't know but there is a reason not to do it because you get something like we did on raw well again while it was great that drew won who did he really beat even the commentators told us oh kurt angle's washed up he's never going to get back and drew hit him with the angle slam and drew hit him with the you know made him tap out with the ankle lock and given that three days earlier or whatever it was two days earlier he'd lost to dolph ziggler too after being this big i'm going to do this i'm going to do that I was just a little bit anticlimactic, especially because I actually thought all those vignettes, while I didn't like what was being said and I didn't like the production of them, I still went away with the idea of, okay, Kurt Angle is a big deal and he's coming back to whip some ass. Then he lost and he lost again. 
But I don't know, maybe it's a redemption story. Maybe this all builds to a huge match at WrestleMania, which he wins, and we'll all feel really great about it. Who he fights, I don't know. Maybe it is someone like AJ Styles, you know. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I don't know. I really, really don't know. Would he be able... I don't know. The whole thing was very strange to me, but I find it hard to be too critical because putting McIntyre over someone like Kurt Angle only helps McIntyre, and the more I see of McIntyre, the more I decide we need to make McIntyre than face of the company. <laughs> he's so good. And he's come so way, and he's got a great story, and that's inspirational and motivational within itself. Two thumbs up for Drew uh, for Drew McIntyre. Right, we'll ask a couple of more. We'll get to the hour mark, and then we'll start winding stuff down. Russell Scott, do you think WWE should end co-branding Raw and SmackDown? I don't think it matters anymore. I remember when they first announced it a couple of years ago when SmackDown was going live. I was a bit like, do I want to see that? It doesn't make a difference. It really doesn't. It probably makes SmackDown more interesting, because I know I get to see a bunch of different wrestlers. So, no. I think I'm okay with it. Uh, Rich Sando, do you think NXT will ever invade WWE like the old Nexus or something similar? Triple H versus Vince Angle. No, just because I don't think they do it right. I don't think Vince McMahon would want it. And the fact that NXT would lose so badly, which they would, makes me believe that it, would, it wouldn't be as good as we want it to be. If they can't make it work with WCW, they ain't going to make it work with NXT because I imagine that Vince will still see WWE guys as bigger and more important. Uh, and DJ Gravesy, great name. Who do you think will be the next WWE champion? Do you know that's a really good question? Obviously, AJ Styles now is feuding with Brock Lesnar. That's not a title versus title match. When that's done, it's done. Then who does he go with? Samoa Joe, we've done that. Daniel Bryan looks like he's taken up. The Miz looks like he's taken up. Unless they're going to put him with The Miz and that then transitions back in. I don't know. That is a very good question. I don't know what AJ Styles is feuding. Right now, if you say to me, what do you think is going to be the WWE title match at WrestleMania 35? I don't have an answer for you. I really don't have an answer for you. I don't know who he's going to face. Does he, does he win? He's just passed a year, don't forget. He literally won the belt a year ago, either yesterday or today. This period, it was in Manchester and SmackDown last year. That's when he beat Jinder Mahal for the title. It's incredible. AJ Styles, of all people, holding the title for 365 days, which he absolutely deserved. Um, so... I don't know. It's got to be building to something, right? Because Nakamura, nope. Samoa Joe, nope. They're two guys that could have used a push from it. Maybe it is Daniel Bryan, but I guess we've kind of done that too. He lost clean last week. It's a great question. Let me know on Twitter at SimonReader316. Who does AJ Styles face at WrestleMania 35? Or what's his next feud? What does he do after Brock Lesnar? is the most fascinating thing. It's almost like they don't have enough a big enough roster on SmackDown, but they absolutely do. There's loads of people on SmackDown. Maybe it's Rey Mysterio. I'd like to see Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania 35. In fact, now I've said it. Have we ever seen that before? We probably have. There's probably been an indie match somewhere that's happened. I just don't remember. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's, it's a really interesting question. And it's kind of interesting for the Universal title as well. Brock Lesnar ain't going to be around forever, especially if he's fighting DC. Daniel Cormier in the UFC. Who knows how true that is, though? I still think it's best to keep the Universal title off him and let him have feuds where that's not a problem so that we can just, you know, not have that dragging everything down. But, yeah, I mean, where, where, does Braun Strowman win it at WrestleMania? Does Brock hold it to WrestleMania? Coming out the other end, who does Brock feud, uh, Braun feud with? Maybe he feuds with Dean Ambrose after Dean Ambrose beat Seth Rollins. I don't know. The whole landscape, ever since Roman Reigns has unfortunately had to go away, is really... Interesting is probably not the right word, but I use it for lack of a better term. Adam Gibbons just throwing them. I mean, Adam Gibbons, you're right. I'd love it if it was Almas versus AJ Styles for the title. I can't see it happening just because Almas just seems to be a guy they put with people because they know he's going to have a good... He's Dolph Ziggler. Andrade seeing Almas is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> that is not... I don't know if you hold Dolph Ziggler. I think he's really talented. But that is not, uh, that is not the place you want to be. But yeah, at the moment he is...
He's absolutely Dolph Ziggler. So um, who knows? You tell me at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. You're on my YouTube channel right now, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. Give me a subscribe. Why not? I always appreciate it. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I think we've come to an end. I always do around about an hour. We're coming to an end of an hour now. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Uh, again, all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316 and by amazing support that I get in the chat when people drop me a super chat. All that money is funneled right back into all my projects so I can keep them going and I can free up some of my time. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. And also, it's, I really do like, like I really am very thankful for all those people that come and ask about my injury. It can be tough. It can get me down. I'm quite a sprightly and perky person anyway. I get past it quite quickly. But now we're kind of all in this together. Well, it's a nice feeling. So thank you very much. Um, I think that's it. Really, you can come on my podcast again to go over to the Patreon and you can sign up. We'll drop another episode on Friday, as we always do. Uh, and you're right, everyone in the comments. Finn Balor is not being used at all. <laughs> what Finn Balor lost to Bobby Lashley again on, on Raw, right? You tell me. Remember how quickly Finn Balor was rushed to NXT compared to most people? They should turn him heel. If you haven't, here's a little, we'll do a little bit of homework like Stone Cold Steve Austin used to do. Um, I lost my train of thought. What the hell went on there? My brain went crazy. Go and um, I've had, my brain has absolutely collapsed there. <laughs> <laughs> I must have caught something out of the corner of my eye, which utterly screwed my brain. But whatever I was just talking about, go and do that. I don't even know what it was. I'm clearly tired. I haven't slept this week anyway. Look, thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, every Wednesday around this time, come join me live for Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast and go check me out. I'm on iTunes. I'm on all the podcasting stores and you can listen to The Week in Gaming, which is this, but my take on gaming. Simple as that. So that would be wonderful. No idea what happened to my brain. I'm very sorry. Again, thank you very much for watching. Going to sign off now and I will see you all very, very soon. I say that. Now I've got to go click things over here. Thank you. You're all awesome. I love you. <laughs>